Alright, alright, okay, okay, what's up everybody, Zelda Talks Facts right here. Gonna spit some facts like always. I know I said uh, my next episode was gonna be my AEW Dynamite review, but that's not the case. We're gonna talk some hockey here today, and by the way, I just remember that tomorrow, or sorry, tonight on Dynamite, tonight on Dynamite is the 30th, the 30 year anniversary of Le Champion, the Demo God, the greatest professional wrestler of all time, Chris Jericho. We'll talk a lot about that tomorrow after I'm done reviewing the show. I will review 30 years of Chris Jericho, you know, his timeline throughout his career. Can't wait to talk about that tomorrow. So let's talk about some hockey. We got some trades to talk about. There are a couple trades. Last night was the NHL draft. Pretty good draft, to be honest, you know. They said that hockey most likely is going to start on January 1st. That's the target date. So you really can't call the 2020-2021 season. It's basically just a 2021 season, in a way. And... I think this is like the start right here, you know. I wouldn't say play an 82-game season. I don't think that's what they're going to do, in my opinion. I feel like they're going to maybe play the maximum, like maybe like over 60, maybe over 60 games they'll play. Maybe they'll do that. Maybe they'll have the Stanley Cup final in July, and then they can start the next season in October. So then it's like we're fully back now. Like that's what they should do. We'll see what happens. Hopefully there's going to be fans in the arenas, you know. Hopefully we'll see that. It is the perfect time for hockey to start, though, in January in the winter. You know what I mean? It's a perfect start. Training camp probably will be... It's got to be sometime next month, when you think of it. Or maybe early December. That could be true. Maybe after Thanksgiving they do that. That could be true. Hopefully we get to see fans, you know. Even if, you know, you don't want to have it full capacity, just have it, like, uh... Like, a little bit of capacity. Maybe, like, 25% you can do... You know, because you have a lot of uh, big arenas in the NHL. you got some small arenas, kind of like Nassau Coliseum for the Islanders, you know. In a way, it's small. It's smaller than Barclays, in a way, because there's less seats now. So, you could do it like a short, you know, type of capacity. It, it's going to be kind of weird to see, like, you know, the Garden, uh, you know, sold out. You know, like it always is with the Knicks and the Rangers. It'll just look weird. And we know TD Garden for the Bruins is always, <laughs> always sold out. You know, it's going to be weird, but you know what? If you do it at a small capacity, just do that at least. You need the fans at the games. You know, you need, and you know what? If they're required to wear masks, that's fine. I just want to see fans back in the game, and I want to go back to a game as well. I really do. You know, I don't mind wearing a mask the whole game. I don't mind that at all. I don't even care about that. I'll, I'll even forget it's on my face because you know why? Because I want to be there and enjoy the game. I'm not there, you know, anti-mask and everything. You know, I wouldn't care. I'd say, yeah, I'll put on the mask. Okay. I just want to watch the game. I don't care. I just want to watch the game. I'll keep it on my face. I just want to watch the game. That's it. That's the way they can do it. <clears throat> All right, so we'll start off. we got, like, three trades to talk about. We'll start with Nick Bonino, a 32-year-old from Connecticut, getting traded to Nashville. Or, sorry, getting traded to Minnesota. Excuse me, he was from Nashville. Gets traded to Minnesota. So the Minnesota Wild traded Luke Coonan, to Nashville for Nick Bonino. And overall, I think this trade right here, you know, you're trading, uh, trading Coonan and, uh, getting Bonino, you know, Bonino, I think, is still a good hockey player, to be honest. You know, Coonan right there was the, you know, he got 31 points last year, 15 goals, 16 assists, which is not that bad. And, you know, Nashville also received the 2020 pick 
the 101st overall pick. 100, oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm screwing up this today. 101st overall pick. Well, Minnesota received Nick Benino, the 2020 37th overall pick, and the 2020 <clears throat> 70th overall pick. So overall, I mean, I think, you know, Benino is still a good hockey player, in my opinion. You know, he had his good years out there in Pittsburgh. You know, I still think he's good. He'll be good for Minnesota. I feel like we might see a lot of changes this year in Minnesota. You know, because there's also a trade we got talk another trade we gotta talk about them. You know, Benino, like, he'll average almost twenty goals a season. He had seventeen in the eighteen nineteen season, he had in last season he had eighteen. So I mean, you know he's only had a twenty goal season once in his career, and that was with the the Ducks back in the 13-14 season. The guy's a Stanley Cup winner, two-time Stanley Cup winner. He's a good hockey player. He's a good veteran piece on that team. He'll get you almost 20 goals a season, which is good. So I think it's a good trade there for Minnesota. You know, it's a bad, it's bad for Nashville losing him because you're losing a guy that can give you almost 20 goals a game. He's a grinder type of hockey player. He really is. You know, it's a good trade for Minnesota. But now... Minnesota does need a goaltender now because they traded Devin Dudnik to the San Jose Sharks. So with Dudnik right here, and him being gone, him going to be 35 years old in May of next year, it's just, I don't know, you know. Let's see, so he's been on the Oilers, he's been on Nashville, he's been and he's been in Minnesota most of his career now. You know, he's still a good goaltender despite being 12, 15, and 2 last season. He is still a good goaltender. It's a good piece right there for the Sharks. And he had a really good career at Minnesota. He really did, Dubnik. He seriously had a good career with them. You know, I always forgot he started off with Edmonton. I don't remember him in Nashville or Arizona. But then Arizona trained him to Minnesota. And that's where he really found it right there. And he's a big boy too, Dubnik, at six foot six. You know, he is a really good goaltender. He's very underrated in my opinion. And it's a good trade there for the Sharks. It seriously is. I, I like that trade right there. Sharks getting a really good goaltender in Dubnik. He's still good, despite last year not being his year. You know, well, actually, well, last year he missed some time due to a medical situation with his uh, his wife, Jen. And, you know, he lost the uh, he lost the number one job to Alex Stalock. And Dubnik now has one year remaining on his six-year contract right here. So he's averaging, he's going to average $4.33 million this season. So that's not a bad contract. So he's going to be a free agent after the season coming up. And and listen, he's better than Jones and Dell. You know, Dell's a restricted, unrestricted free agent. And Martin Jones isn't good anymore. So, you know, when you put Dubnik right there, it tightens them up defensively. It does. It's a good trade. So it was Dubnik in a seventh-round pick in the 2022 draft to the San Jose Sharks for a fifth-round pick for a fifth-rounder in 2022. So... Overall, like I said, Dubnik is very underrated. I like him. I always have. He really found himself in Minnesota. You know, you have to understand, you know, those Edmonton teams he was on weren't good. You know, they were trash. He went to Minnesota. It was a really good team. You know, Minnesota always is like, they're just like there when it comes to the playoffs. You know what I mean? They're always just there. You know, they make noise in the regular season. Once the playoffs comes around, they always seem to fall apart. And they have great talent on their team. They have, they've had a lot of talent the last few seasons. And they got very passionate hockey fans. They seriously do. They love their hockey out there. You know, it's going to be sad losing Dubnik right there. But for the Sharks, that's huge. 
you're getting a good goaltender. A very underrated goaltender. Nobody really talks about him that much. In my opinion, I don't think he gets talked about enough as a really good goaltender in this league. And like I said, he's better than Martin Jones. He's better than Aaron Dell. He's better than both of them combined it. Even though he had a bad season last year at Dubnik. That shouldn't, you know, change any narrative on how he is as a goaltender. He'll make some noise for the Sharks right there. The Sharks, you know, they always seem like a team right there that's always just there as well. They make the playoffs. They didn't make it last season. But they always seem like they're just there. They get close, and it's just they just never win at all. They never can. But overall, it's a good move in my opinion. I seriously think it is. You know, we got another goalie trade to talk about. With Dubnik, though, listen... San Jose is going to be a good team this year. They definitely are, especially adding him right there. And, you know, he's aging. He's going to be 35 in May. Listen, he's still good. He's still a good goaltender. You know, it's a shame that he he got traded, but... And I'm sure a lot of Minnesota fans are pissed off about it. And they should be. Because, I mean, I would take him over Staylock any day. But this guy, you know, busts his ass every single game. He's a great goaltender. He deserves to win. You know, he's another goalie in this generation that deserves to win. Like, just like Henrik Lundqvist. And there's rumors that he's going to sign with the Washington Capitals. We'll definitely talk about that. So, just saying. Just saying, man. You know, like, he's going to be good out there in San Jose. He definitely is. He definitely is. So, San Jose got a really good piece right there. So, you know, that's all they needed right there. And it does tighten them up defensively. It does. You know, we'll see how the Sharks play this season, you know. Minnesota still has a lot of talent on that team. You know, they traded... Well, they're really getting younger when you think of it because they traded Eric Stahl to Buffalo. And um, now they traded Dubnik uh, to San Jose. And, you know, there's our rumors of Parise getting traded. So they're really getting younger, Minnesota. You know, they're not really relying on their veterans. They're building on youth right here. And maybe that's what they need. But here's the thing, you know, even if you trade Parise, these are three guys that have been that are still good hockey players. You know, Eric Stoll's still a good hockey player. Devin Dubnik's still a great goaltender. And Zach Parise's still a good hockey player as well. All three of them are. You know, I don't, I don't know where you could dump Parise's contract at because he's still got a few more years left on his deal. I think, like, maybe five more years. So that's going to be kind of hard. Dubnik only had one year left. I don't know how much Eric Stoll had left. But, you know, that's... I don't know. Minnesota's really just building young right here. They really are, which, you know what, is smart. You know, they're going into a rebuild. They're going right into a rebuild. And I think they're still going to be a good hockey team going into the season. They could definitely still make it to the playoffs, you know. But it's a rebuild year for them, I feel, you know. They've had so many good pieces on their team. They've been, like, such a quiet, good team, in my opinion. They've had some good superstars on their team. They've just never been able to win. They've never been able to win. It really sucks. Like, a lot of careers have been wasted out there. Hopefully, with the youth that they build, hopefully they build superstars. Because they damn well deserve it. Their fans deserve it as well, just as much as the players do. You know, that's what I guess they're building on. You know, a lot of teams, you know, are in the rebuild stage. Like, the Rangers have already won the rebuild stage. <clears throat> you know, signing Panarin and uh, drafting Capo Caco. You know, training for Jacob Truba. You know, letting go of Lundqvist, drafting um, Laflane. I always messed up his name. I always messed up his name, but 
They drafted him first overall last night, so they already completed their rebuild. We can always say a rebuild's completed once you win a championship, so I feel like their rebuild is complete, in my opinion. That's just how I feel, but um, yeah. So with Minnesota, though, they are in the rebuild stage now. Even have to make it to the playoffs, you know what? Training the veterans already shows it. You know, getting rid of Stahl and Dubnik and probably Parise down the line. You know, the Islanders and Wild were supposed to do a trade, the trade deadline last year, or the last season, excuse me. It was supposed to be, we were supposed to trade Andrew Ladd for Zach Parise. It's kind of like bad contract for bad contract. We know Parise is still healthy. Andrew Ladd hasn't been healthy for a while. It's still a bad contract, though. Parise's contract is just as bad as Andrew Ladd's. So that, that trade might still get talked about, in my opinion, because, you know, Parise did play for Lou when Lou was the GM of the Devils, but... In my opinion, that's just trading for another bad contract. We know Parise is healthy. Like I just mentioned, he's a healthy player still as older age in his career. But that's still a bad contract. That's going to hurt. That contract will hurt. Just look, look how Andrew Ladd's contract hurt. And that's on guard Snow right there when he made that signing. And that was terrible. You know, he could have brought back Franz Nielsen and Oposo instead of, you know, signing for Andrew Ladd, you know. It was just stupid. But, um, that's the past. But still, yeah, if that trade was to happen, I wouldn't be all for it, in my opinion. I know some Islander fans that do want that trade and really wanted it, but I'm just thinking it's just another bad contract. You know, I know we know Lad's unhealthy, but Parise is healthy. It's just still, it's still a bad contract. I just don't like that right there, in my opinion. I just wouldn't like it. It's just still a bad contract. Parise can come here and score 40 goals this season. Or let's be realistic, maybe like 20 or 25. I still wouldn't like the contract. It would hurt. Because then what if he gets hurt the next season? And then there you go. That's dead money right there. I would just play it safe, in my opinion. But overall, Minnesota's going in that rebuild stage. Every team goes through it. Every team goes through it. Some teams are successful. Some teams aren't successful. Look how long it took the Washington Capitals right there. They were in a rebuild before Ovechkin got there. And it took them so long to complete it. When you think of it, when they finally won, it was complete. Even the Penguins, when they were in their stage of the rebuild and they drafted Crosby, and a couple years later they won the cup, the rebuild stage was done. So you could say, oh, teams are still in rebuild stage. It's different, you know. I'm not saying the Wild have always been in a rebuild stage. I'm saying when you start trading away veterans, that's when you really get in your stage right there and you start building young. You know what I mean? Kind of like the New York Yankees in 2017, right there when they had a lot of young players on the team. Right there, like Judge and like Sanchez, Didi, Castro, Severino. You know what I mean? They had some veterans there, but not a lot of veterans like the year before. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm not trying to like talk about a different sport, but it's reality. Every team goes through it. Every team in this world goes through a rebuild. And Minnesota is now one of those teams in the NHL that's going through a rebuild. They have to build young and they got to draft well. You know, they made it to the playoffs. Well, they made it to the qualifying round, they lost, but still, you just got to build young now. That's all you got to do. All right, last trade here to talk about now. Matt Murray of the Pittsburgh Penguins got traded to the Ottawa Senators. This trade really shocked me this morning. I didn't even think it was real. I thought it was April Fool's early, but no. Murray, who's 26 years old and will be 27 in May. This one I did not understand. I mean, listen, Murray, he's a good goaltender. He, he was, you know, he replaced Marc-Andre Fleury 
Last season, he didn't have a bad year. He was 2011-5. He's still been he's been a great goaltender for the Pittsburgh Penguins. It really shocked me. I guess they thought he wasn't going to resign. So that's why they traded him and got some value out of it. So now that's really weird to see that right there. It is weird. We know Murray does have concussion problems, but still, like, that is weird. I did not expect that to happen. I did not expect the Penguins to trade Murray. So they trade. So the Penguins traded Matt Murray to the Ottawa Senators for a second-round pick and a forward prospect. And his name is Jonathan Gruden. John Gruden, there you go. That's amazing. And Gruden's 20 years old and is a product of the U.S. National Development Program and spent last season with the powerhouse OHL team London Knights. And he was a fourth-round pick of Ottawa back in 2018. And last year with the London Knights scored 30 goals in uh, 59 games at 36 assists, so that equals up to 66 points. So this trade could benefit the Penguins. And they selected a goalie in the second round named Joel Blomquist, or Blomquist, however you want to call him, Blomquist, Blomquist. And you still have Jerry there for the, the Penguins, so I guess he'll definitely be the starting goaltender. But this trade really shocked me. I, I, I was like, okay. I could not believe it. It really surprised me. It really surprised me. I did not think the Penguins were going to get rid of Murray. But now he's going to Ottawa right there. And Ottawa definitely needed a goaltender. Now they got it in Murray. That's huge. That is huge for the Penguins. That's a big... We also got Casey DeSmith as well for the Penguins. You also still have him. He was, an undraft, he was undrafted. He's been in the league since... Uh, well, he made his debut in 2017-2018 season. So maybe he gets a starting job. Or still have, do they have Tristan Yari still there? Let's see. They still do. They still have Tristan Yari there. So he most likely will get the starting job, in my opinion. And he was 2012-1 last year, Jari. So not a bad guy to go in there right now. But it's just weird seeing that trade. But the Penguins, they've traded, you know, they've made a, they've really made some trades this offseason. Kind of questionable moves. It's really questionable losing Matt Murray, who was their franchise goaltender the last couple of years, and he was a replacement to Mark Andre Fleury, who was one of the best goaltenders in the world. You know, it's been weird. That's a weird trade. What's Tex Malkin's going to get traded or Crosby? We know that won't happen, but still, it's like they're kind of building young to the Penguins. They're back in their rebuild stage. It's ever since. I mean, ever since they um, lost to Washington in the 17 18 season, they just haven't been the same team. You know, they got swept by my New York Islanders. Uh, two seasons ago, and they got beaten in the qualifying round by the Montreal Canadiens, which was very surprising. I couldn't even believe that at all. You know, I don't know. I guess they're back in that rebuild stage now. And you know Crosby and Malkin are getting older. You know, Crosby's going to be... He's five years away from entering, you know, 20 seasons. He's been with the team for 15 years. And he's still young, Crosby. In a way, he's not old. Like Crosby right now, let's see, he's well, he's 33. He's not old. He's going to be 34 in August. So he's still young in a way. He's not an old player. He's going to get older, obviously. And let's see if Danny Malkin, a piece of shit, he's 34. He'll be 35 in July. So, I mean, the Penguins dynasty's coming to an end. It's all coming to an end. It's going to be so weird without these guys in the league anymore. And Chris Letang as well is 33. He'll be 34 in April. So this dynasty of the Penguins, it's 
coming to an end. They're not the same team they used to be. They're definitely not the same team they used to be. Now trading Murray... I mean, I'm skeptical on it, in my opinion. Just my opinion, I'm skeptical on the trade. You know, do I think it benefits the Penguins? Well, let's see, they drafted this kid, Jonathan Gruden, who's 20 years old. So, you know what? And he had a really good year with the London Knights last year. So, you know what? It could benefit them. And Trisha Jari, like I said, you know, he's young, he's 25, you know. He'll get thrown in there as a starter. So, you know what? He's good. He was a good backup for the Penguins last year. You throw him in there, that's fine. But it's just going to look really weird now for, for the Penguins. You know, down the line, when Malkin and Crosby are gone and Latang's gone, that whole dynasty's out of there. All the pieces are going to be gone. It's going to be it's gonna be weird to look at. It really is. You always think of these players like, you don't ever want to think about them getting old and them not being on the team anymore. It's not the same. It's kind of like the Capitals when eventually Ovechkin retires. It's just not going to feel the same. Or down the line for the Islanders when Barzell retires in like 15 years or whatever. It's not going to feel the same. It's like that with every team in the world. When Once that star player or stars players, star players retire or leave, it's just never the same. And Murray's been great for the Penguins. He seriously has. When he took over for Flurry, you know, in the Stanley Cup, you know. He stepped up. He's won two cups, you know, Matt Murray. And he's good. He is a good goaltender. You know, it's, it's going to be weird seeing him in Ottawa. But like I said, Ottawa did need a goaltender. So, you know what? Ottawa's a good young team. So, Murray definitely helps them out there. And he makes the Senators not contenders, but he makes them threats in a way for the regular season. Because in the playoffs, the Senators would have a really young team. And who knows how, how far they go. You know what I mean? Like, who knows how far they can go if they make it to the playoffs. If they make it to the playoffs. I think they'll be a good enough team now, especially adding Matt Murray. You know, it, it's a good move for Ottawa. Like I said, they needed a goaltender, you know, and we feel like Minnesota now needs a goaltender. We have we have a couple goalies still on the market, like Henrik Lundqvist, who's most likely going to sign with the uh, Washington Capitals, I'm hearing. You know, you got Braden Holtby and you got Thomas Grice available. So maybe Holtby goes to Minnesota or Grice goes to Minnesota. That would be huge right there. You're adding a great goaltender right there. But Ottawa definitely needed one and they got in a trade. You know, I mean, it's not smart trading away a 20-year-old prospect like that. So basically Ottawa could lose this trade. For right now, you could say they won it because they added Matt Murray, who's one of the elite goaltenders in the NHL. But you lost a really good prospect in Gruden, who's 20 years old and scored 30 goals last season in the OHL for the London Knights. So this could benefit the Penguins. You know, Gruden could be the next superstar in the NHL. He seriously could be. And I'm not bullshitting at all. Not just because of his stats, you know. I definitely think he can be. And he's young, too, and he's 20. He's a 20-year-old kid, and if he gets a chance to play, he's going to make an impact. That's all I'm going to say. He's going to make those older guys feel very young again, like Crosby, Malkin, Latang. He definitely will. But all right, guys, I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. I will talk to you guys tomorrow afternoon where I do my AEW Dynamite. I've been screwing up my words a lot today. My AEW Dynamite review slash Chris Jericho 30th anniversary show. Maybe we'll just call it the Chris Jericho 30th anniversary show, AEW, whatever. Or AEW Chris Jericho 30th anniversary show. I can't wait to talk about that. And like I said, when I'm done talking about the show, I'm going to review 30 years of Chris Jericho, you know, the timeline throughout his career and all that shit. Can't wait to talk about that tomorrow, guys. 
All right. I will talk to you guys tomorrow afternoon. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Talk to you tomorrow.